Study, brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realties, higherprice.com. She's back. To take us through social studies, Sarah Gazelle kicking off the nine o'clock hour. She's back, and she's biting her tongue mid-update. <laughs> Did you do that? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, hey, when that happens. Yeah, it's that's wow. the worst. Got to look out for that thing in there. Yeah, I do it when I when I'm good. chewing gum and I go all Pete Carroll mode, and then all of a sudden <laughs> I, chew, I I bite my own tongue. Oh, it hurts so bad. And then you know what's worse? Like if you bite the inside of your cheek or the inside oh. of the liver, it makes it easier to do it again. You only and again. keep and again. doing it. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. the worst. It's like concussions. You become more susceptible. Damn. Gotta slow down, Sarah. Anywho. Hey, we're back. Keep talking, tongue biter. Let's go. <laughs> Not as good as Sarah the Ruthless, but we'll take it. All right, we're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata, and this is Social Studies. A big thank you to all of our regulars who participate every day, and yes. hi to the new folks. I'm seeing a lot of new names pop up recently. That's so good. Great, yes, great to have you all for Social Studies, which we do every single day at 9 o'clock. Let's start with the Phoenix Suns. Of course, what a win. A delicious win for Suns fans to uh, revel in over the Mavericks yesterday. 131-26 in Dallas. Some chippiness, I mean, really throughout the entire game, but especially at the end there between Luka Doncic and Devin Booker. We're asking you to fill in the blank, guys. Seeing Kevin Durant hit the game winner was blank. Sublime. Reassuring. Reassuring of what? That that the Suns have guys to make those shots in the big moments. Mm-hmm. And you, guys, plural. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that that's reassuring when Options. it becomes a plural. Absolutely. But man, that was yeah. Made, made it look easy. No no question. And you knew it was going in, too. It was just mm-hmm. automatic. All right. Seeing Kevin Durant hit the game winner against Dallas was the moment that it finally felt real, submits Sarah Martinez. Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun with, like, the exhale emoji. Like, oh, relief. A casual sports radio submits that seeing KD hit the game winner gives Suns fans a comfort and a confidence that that team will not dominate us ever again. Corduroy says it was heaven on earth. I told my wife to leave the house so I could celebrate. What? Oh, what? <laughs> what in the world? What? Why would she need to leave the house? What? I have anyway. Qu- I've got I'll, questions. I'll tell you during the break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Eric Ramirez says, Katie, watching, er, hitting that game winner was scary for the league. Steve Kirk says it's exactly what he is here for. That KD mid-range is as automatic as the sun rising. What a win. And on national TV. That's a place that they've struggled lately. Yes, they have. Cathartic, says Paul Sertikowski. Not because it's the Mavericks, but because Durant is the most unstoppable force the Suns might ever have had. There's no argument there either. Finally, a line that you guys might want to hold on to. Seeing Kevin Durant hit the game winner against Dallas was the icing on the Pillsbury cinnamon roll. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Says Brian Barger. Uh, JJ GoFast just said uh, exactly what they needed, but also included a picture of Kevin Durant after securing oh, the yeah, rebound yeah, yeah. with 
Luca bent over at the waist with his yeah. head in his hands. That's my new phone wallpaper. <laughs> is it actually? It will be. Thank, <laughs> thank you, JJ. I want to say shout out to Cody Cunningham for that shot. Who is works for Cody? Sun Social. I think that was his photo. Way to go, Cody. Yes, Good stuff. I know Cody tunes into the show every once in a while. All right, let's get on to the NFL. The Combine wraps up today in Indianapolis. Uh, Dan Bickley was salivating over Anthony Richardson earlier. Yeah. As he yeah. has been for a while, he didn't need the Combine to know that he was going to be the Combine star. But I think everyone has kind of dubbed him the winner uh, of the week. We finally got Bryce Young's official measurements. Five foot ten and an eight. Exactly. Kyler Murray. Uh, three pounds lighter, though. 204 pounds compared to 207 for Kyler. Is that weird? I mean, the dimensions are so similar. The body types are so different. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. They look so different. Yes. And then uh, Jalen Carter uh, did not participate in the combine. Um, reckless driving charges surfaced about 30 minutes before he was supposed to have his combine press conference. Of the of those three options, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Jalen Carter, who is most likely to be a bust? And if you don't think any of those three, throw in the guy that you think will be. What a negative question, Jared. There's got to be a Jalen Carter. Right? Jalen Carter's the answer That's in, my the, guess. in the current because we don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah. yeah. When you talk about football character, which has been talked about right. a lot around right. these here parts, you don't know what's going to shake out. So, Yeah. All right. Uh, surprisingly, Anthony Richardson is winning. So actually losing <laughs> the poll. 40% think that the Florida quarterback is going to be the bust of this class. Hmm. Bryce Young gets 32% of the vote. Only 29% say Jalen Carter. Seabacher uh, 44 says Mungo Beanfield is climbing up first round mock drafts, but I just don't think he has the intangibles. Uh, Will Levis. Is Mungo is An- Anthony Richardson? I think it might be Mungo. (laughs) Daylight Films says Anthony Richardson is an amazing athlete, and he had a heck of a game against Utah last season, but he throws at a 53% clip, which won't cut it in the NFL. And then uh, Tim W. says shrimp warning. I assume he's referring to Bryce Young. Maybe an allergy, one of those guys. I don't know. I thought maybe he answered the wrong question. (laughs) (laughs) That leads us into our final question. Very very well done, Jarrett. Jarrett wants to talk about his trip to Fogo to Chow. Oh, I was just going to call it a... where did you go? I was going to call it a famous Brazilian steakhouse, but if we're mentioning specific names. uh, It was my dad, Jackie the Jet's birthday this weekend. Okay. So we celebrated with a giant... Palooza Sunday brunch, yes, at at Fogo. And uh, (laughs) let's just say... That I'm glad you actually made it in today, Jerry. I, I, not exaggeration. I barely did because I did not sleep well with meat sweats throughout the entire night. Yes. After yeah. we spent three hours there, just you know, if you've ever been to one of these places, they just oh, keep bless. bringing it's the and, greatest. And all You're kinds of stuff. You're they holding have, up the green light a lot. Where are you? They doing? have 14 different kinds of meat that they bring you. Yes. Plus a big salad bar and an omelet station and all kinds of stuff. Only so. the only only the amateurs get salads. <laughs> There. Well, yeah. just, sometimes you need to break up the, or else Says the, the soap. The, <laughs> anyway, I ate a lot, lots and lots and lots of steak. Fourteen different types of meat. Did yeah. you have all of them? I did. I tried every single one. Of them. <laughs> By the, fir- I would say the first like nine. I, I was devouring. After that, I just kind of, I tried each one, but it, but yeah, and I had doubles of some of them. Congratulations. Okay, so the question was, what is the most amount of 
one food that you have ever eaten at a time. So that's, a, that's specifically the biggest meal you've ever had, but yes. of one particular food. Yes. Mine is also of the meat variety. I had a friend who worked at the Fiesta Bowl back in the day, and they used to put on this uh, barbecue cook-off, and I was asked to be a judge, and I'm not even kidding you. I was judging alongside one of my co-workers, and William the Refrigerator Perry was also a judge sitting right across from me, and they just kept bringing the meat out, to, ju- and you couldn't say no. You had to judge it, so you, it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm good here. Yeah. It wasn't like you could put the red light up. William the Refrigerator Perry tapped out of his judging duties because he had eaten too much, and I was still going. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Good for you. What about you, Vic? Uh, I had a legendary night at Fogo myself, and it was, I, I've shared this, it, it was so delicious and so indulgent, and I just never stopped eating that <laughs> that that I, I felt my my skin began to tingle. <laughs> I, 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 felt, yes? I, I felt like I was ready to walk on all fours. <laughs> I, I did. I, I felt that animalistic. I really did. The food, because it, it comes, it comes right out, right off the grill, it's, yeah. so it's like fresh. Yeah. Fresh and juicy, oh. and it's so like yeah, it's very and, good. And you get to the point where if you eat enough of it, it, it does kind of take you to a weird place. Yes. <laughs> it does. You feel like Mungo Beanfield you is what like you feel Aaron like. Aaron Rodgers in the you kind of do feel there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple responses: the the most amount of food they've ever eaten at once. Dan says, "I disgraced myself at IHOP during the all you can eat pancake promotion." Oh, I won't ask what disgraced myself means, Jim. Walters once ate 32 Jack in the Box tacos. Oh my god, fabulous. So delicious. Yeah, they are. This, I love this visual from Stephanie H. Yard House has really good mac and cheese, so I could not stop eating it and I made myself sick. It made the rest of the bachelorette party pretty miserable. Oh no. <laughs> Oscar was That's at my a my kind of girl right there. Oscar at a Chinese buffet for 4 hours. Matt had 7 in and out double doubles in 12 minutes. Oh. What? Wow. How is that even possible? He was challenged, he said. Could he, they, they challenged him to do it in less than 15 minutes, and he did it in 12. Wow, three wow. minutes to spare. You need to change your Twitter qualifications, Jared, to people who perform uh, uh, astounding feats of gluttony. I should. Astounding feats of gluttony. Burrow here did <laughs> eight, five dozen hot wings. Five dozen? So that's 60 wings. What? That would run you in today's Stoic society. Dog did that, that, w- too. that would run you about eleven hundred dollars in today's society. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. true. Wow, oh. it's true. Is it weird that I'm hungry now? No, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm ready for forty-two hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thank Thanks you to everybody who participates in social studies. Epically underscore Murata on Twitter is where that happens. Coming up next, we'll get back to the NFL and the New Orleans Saints and the market for a new car. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. All right, and sizing up the quarterback carousel for this offseason in the NFL, a lot of people surmised, Bick, that maybe it would be Aaron Rodgers, the first domino to fall, but... He's apparently still making up his mind, still mm. in his feelings. Uh, the first domino to fall is today. Derek Carr, 
signing with the New Orleans Saints, uh, ESPN's Diana Rossini reporting that. So Carr, who uh, had the weird circumstance at the end of the year with the Raiders, mm-hmm. where he uh, he left the team as kind of a mutual agreement to leave the team at the end. He had that little pot shot. He took it uh, the the Vegas uh, organization when he was at the Pro Bowl games. But he's going to end up in New Orleans with the Saints, 31 years old. Uh, the Saints had their quarterback issues last year. They started Andy Dalton 14 times. I would say that's an issue. Uh, so there's the first domino. And what does that mean that's now for good, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good signing for the New Orleans Saints. I think that's they're getting a lot of quarterback. Uh, there's I, I've been waiting for Derek Carr to kind of make that final step the last couple of years, and now I'm wondering if he's got that final step in him. He still tends to be kind of turnover prone, and and he's not at a level of consistent excellence. But when he gets hot, he can light you up. I just I just think fit wise. I think he's going to do good in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys, Carr, who's very, very consistent. He's always available. You know, he had that stretch of four straight years in, with the Raiders in Oakland and Las Vegas where he threw for over 4,000 yards. He's going to be around 25 touchdowns every year. But I have likened him. I think he was the guy that I, t- I dubbed uh, the more likable Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the stats might be consistent. I think his week-to-week performance varies dramatically. I would agree with that. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Kirk Cousins is the good analogy. Uh, that, that They're kind of the same guy, but diff- different, but same. It was very Miyagi-ish. Very much so, yeah. Uh, you know Derek Carr finished third in the MVP voting in 2016? Yeah, I did know that. I for- had completely forgotten about that. That seems like 100 years ago. Uh, so, yeah, so Carr going to New Orleans... Uh, what does that mean now for Aaron Rodgers? There's some speculating um, that Aaron Rodgers might be closer to a decision, and this could point him in the direction of the New York Jets, who are still looking for a quarterback. And I know Carr, early on in this process, especially at the end of last season, I thought Carr would be the guy in New York. Um what we talked about last week, it seems like mm-hmm. Green Bay is washing their hands of Aaron Rodgers, and it's just a matter of time before mm-hmm. he uh, wiggles his way out of town. The Jets seem to be the most likely landing spot right now. Yes, yes, and I think the Nathaniel Hackett thing makes it uh, makes it pretty simple and, and seamless. Uh, New York City and Aaron Rodgers. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. You thought you were sick of Aaron Rodgers now, oh, man. when he's playing in the smallest professional sports market <laughs> yeah, in the country. Right. How about that? That's a good. That's a now, good pull. Vinny, now to go from the smallest to the biggest. Yeah, plop him into the biggest. Yep. Oh. And there's Jimmy G. Where he's, does he fit into all this? But let's, I could let's, see Jimmy but let's G. Not think Jimmy G is on the same level as Aaron Rodgers. No, nobody's but, about the same level as Derek Carr, don't you think? Uh, or, uh, no, maybe a little below. A little below. But I, I could see. Tampa Bay. Someone's going to wind up with them. Future. Right now, Tampa yeah. Bay is touting Tampa seems, yeah. Kyle Trask is going to be their guy, but I, I just I doubt that. Now, Jameis Winston will probably go on the market since they have Derek Carr now in New Orleans. If it came down to it for the Cardinals, if the Cardinals go down that road and say, hey, we're going to bring in somebody from the outside to start the first six games plus while Kyler Murray gets, gets healthy, what would you think about Jameis Winston? Could you get on board with that? Maybe he. Uh, it, it, I I don't know. I don't know who would get the mistakes out of him. But that's that's in a short term. If you're talking about somebody as a 
break the glass kind of guy in case we need this because of our quarterback, then yes, I'd say sign me up. It, it, you know what? It's it's almost like that Derrick Rose Chris Paul conversation we had. That if you need that that if there's somebody, if you really aren't certain when Kyler Murray's going to come back, and you really want to win next year, then then yes. But I'm not sure that that second part's in play. I don't I, think so either. I think they're kind of rebuilding. Yeah, they're rebooting this thing, and they're all going to give themselves a year to kind of get this thing rolling. Like maybe a, a, a dose of realism has set in that this is not going to be a one year fix. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say now, but it kind of feels that it way. Feels that it really way does. Now. Yeah, it really, really does. Uh, Jameis Winston, you said who's going to get the the mistakes out of him? He famously had thirty interceptions in twenty nineteen, um, which was four point eight percent. Then in 2021, he started those seven games for the Saints, and Sean Payton was able to coax that out of him to a degree. Mm -hmm. 14 touchdowns, three picks. Last year, he played in only three games and threw five picks and had almost the same interception percentage. Again, this is why Sean Payton seemed so... Seems so intriguing as a potential head coaching candidate because he he brought the best out of Jameis Winston, not just Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. Uh-huh. Jameis Winston as well. The Dallas Cowboys quarterback situation, they paid to Dak Prescott handsomely. Uh, they have fallen short of their goals in recent years. Did you hear Jerry Jones' latest comments on the Dak Prescott front and how that contract kind of hinders what they do as a team? When you have uh, uh, a competitive paid quarterback in the NFL, then you're not going to be able to get the most skill around him. You're going to have to pick your spots, and you're going to be a little slower one year than the next year, not slow in terms of speed, just at what you're doing. You you can't pay that position. Get documented. You can't pay that position at that level take that much of the available dollars and then put the exact thing around him. When Dak first got here, we had one of the best offensive lines in my mind that had been put on the field in a long time. And he had that. And so we had skill around him, especially offensively. Well, when you do what you do today and you invest in a quarterback the way you do with these premium quarterbacks, that is diminished. That's automatically has to be diminished. And so when you ask me the supporting cast around him, uh, uh, it'll be hard to get to a supporting cast the way he did when he started his career. you got to be really stoked about that answer for if you're a Cowboys fan. I mean, I Jerry Jones saying nothing that we don't already know. Mm-hmm. When you chew up a big portion of your salary cap on mm-hmm. your quarterback, it's harder to build a roster. But, man, Dak Prescott, here's your contract. We're going to slander you at every turn. Yeah, thanks now. for ruining the team, Dak. Here's your money. <laughs> Isn't it unbelievable? It's, it's really yeah. unbelievable. No, I know. I know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> kind of feel bad for Dak Prescott right now, uh, but yet you know on the I've I've seen reports out of Dallas that say um, the Cowboys might want to bring back Zeke Elliott. Mm-hmm. If if that's your idea of building around your quarterback that you've overpaid for, it's time to move on from Zeke Elliott. He's had a good run. I think there's very little yeah. gas left in that tank. Not that I care if the Cowboys are good or not. Yeah. Clearly, Tony Pollard is you know more important to that team. Uh, yes. We're bringing somebody yes. back. It's yes. That's the guy. Yes. Uh, there's you go. A little NFL hash marks for you on this Monday. Coming up next, another Monday staple. We'll hand out some weekend hardware. It's Bickley Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Time to take a look at the Arizona sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome on back to the show. We are Bickley and Murata Mornings. Sarah Cazell, Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Jarrett Carlin. And we're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, for our daily poll question. Who has been more impressive, guys, in Kevin Durant's first three games? Kevin Durant or Devin Booker? Ooh. See, Book has averaged, what, 35? Yeah, I'm voting Devin Booker. Yeah, I'm voting Devin Booker. Games. I'm voting Booker, too. All right, let's place a vote for Devin Booker. Are you taking Kevin Durant's shine away? Uh, 65% say, yeah, Book has been most impressive over the last three games. 35% voted for KD. Book's getting bonus points, too, for getting in Lucas' face. Oh, sure. Oh, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Yes. Yeah, there's that. And the, he's just been, he's been very aggressive. It's, you know... That's what you would hope. That's it's exactly the hope the effect of KD would have on him. Yeah, we've through th- three games, A-plus so far. So far. For both of those guys. Uh, thank you, Sarah. That's today's uh, Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Marotta Mornings. Handing out the hardware. Hardware is our version of the award show. It is brought to you by Revitalize. Weight loss and wellness. Eat smart, lose weight. Keep it off with Revitalize. Proud nutrition partner of the Phoenix Suns. Who wants to hand out the first award? You want to go first? Jerry, you want to go first? Since you always complain about me stealing your award? I will go first. My first award is Don't You People Have Mahomes Award. And it goes to Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson Mahomes, who is currently being investigated after video surfaced of him acting like a uh, Jack something in a restaurant. Jack something Mahomes. Where he allegedly forcibly kissed a 40, the 40-year-old 40 owner of the restaurant, mm-hmm. shoved a 19-year-old waiter more than once, and uh, got inebriated and made a fool of himself. Oh, good. So hopefully he gets some comeuppance and gets out of our... I don't know. Public I don't know this man, but man, the way he puts him out there, himself out there publicly, there's not a lot to like. He just seems like such a turd. Truly, to, to steal Mark Schlereth's phrase, that <laughs> video was disturbing. By the way, did you see it? No, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it, it was not. It's just one of the things that, like, uh, enough already. Stop giving this guy attention. You well, just here you are giving him attention. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> negative. That's true, but negative attention. But yeah. All right. This is the multi-level talent award for Kansas City star Travis Kelsey. Did you guys see that he hosted SNL uh, over the weekend? Is, Jared, is that like one of those dreams of yours? Those far-fetched dreams to, to host, host Saturday SNL? Night Live? Yeah. That would be fun. I think that would be terrible. I'm not a good actor, but it, it would still be fun to do. It would be fun to do the monologue. Yeah. We'll start s- Start with perfecting an update first. Oh. <laughs> no. no that's not I could do, that's I could not do a weekend job. update, but I couldn't do a sports update. <laughs> not a sports update. Yeah, so speaking of the monologue, uh, Travis Kelsey, it was like five minutes. It was pretty funny. Um, and he talked about how eloquent he is, jokingly. They cut to a clip of him, you know, motivating his team, just yelling, more, 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 more. And then he did a quick impression of Patrick Mahomes. Here it is. And sometimes I even do it in my Pat Mahomes voice. Bob Moore. 
How would you feel if you're Patrick Mahomes, your own teammate, mocking your voice? I'd be too concerned about the well-being of my brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little weekend Maybe for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is probably him. used to people making fun of his voice. Yeah. I, w- I will say that. Poor guy. Yeah. All, right. All right, my first award is the Where is Jim Nance Award, and I'm giving it to NBC, which sucks when it comes to covering and broadcasting golf. Wow, really? Yes. There, uh, there, listen, yesterday the Bay Hill Tournament was on NBC all weekend. Uh, not only do they really overload the commercial element of it, um, but they do the playing through technology, which I abhor, where they go split screen, they go golf, commercial, mm-hmm. and they're playing the audio from the commercial. Yeah. I'd rather not I'd rather not half see what I'm missing. I'd rather not see what I'm missing at all than well, half sense. see what I, I'm missing. I get that. Yeah. It gets me very frustrated. Okay. Wow. Fair enough. Yeah, they started doing that over the baseball postseason a couple of years ago, yeah, right? Not great. Not great. Uh, my first award is the Shooter McGavin Award. Hey, if you're not doing anything later, why don't you join us at 9 o'clock on the ninth green? What happens there? That's a secret of the pros. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Oh, and happy. Dress nice, huh? Oh, all right, all right. The award is going to Scotty Scheffler, the defending Masters champion. Did you see what he did, Big? His invitation for the Masters Club dinner. Uh, Scheffler had some fun uh, with uh, his fellow golfers and the mm-hmm. rivalry with Live Golf. Yeah. Uh, he channeled his inner shooter, McGavin. The bottom line of the invitation reads, Live guys kindly meet on the ninth green at 9 p.m. That's great. <laughs> Wear something nice, too. That's by great. The way, so you can turn the sprinklers <laughs> That's on. That's funny. Yeah. My last award is the Boston Cheat Party Award, and it goes to the Red Sox, who apparently have found a loophole in the new shift rules. Have you seen this? Oh, I, I, did, I did see I did this. See this. In spring I see training, this. I guess, a couple times in games, uh, because you're now not allowed to move around the infielders to one side or the other, they brought their center fielder all the way in to just behind second base when a left-handed hitter was up. They moved their other two outfielders to sort of like car- uh, yeah. do the whole outfield. Yeah. Loophole. They, yeah. they, they essentially got the other infielder on the right side of the infield, but they used it as an outfielder. Gotcha. So the outfielder was right on the edge yeah. of the infield. So they're basically playing a shift. They're <laughs> yeah. playing the, the shift, but using but the outfield to, to right. move to the other yeah. side of the infield. <laughs> Are they going to have to draw the, the softball line? You know the line in the outfield and softball where you have to, you can't come in further than this line. Oh, oh my gosh! Maybe that's next. That's hey, they're making radical changes, so anything is possible. Indeed, Sarah. Hey, this is the Step Aside Dan Bickley Award. Whoa, Uh-oh. whoa, Uh-oh. yeah. It goes to a man named Jeff Reitz. I wonder if you saw this, Bick. This guy, Jeff Reitz, went to Disneyland. 2,995 consecutive days. What? So that's eight years, three months, and 13 days, spanning 2012 to 2020, of course, the last day that the park was open before the pandemic hit. That is a is lot, when it ended. I don't think that beats Bickley's stretch during his last family vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so he now is a certified Guinness World Record holder as of like a week ago. 2,995 okay, days. I am just stunned by it's that. It's not some kind of loophole where he's the guy who plays Mickey or something, right? No, That's why he's, he's there. He's not right a park <laughs> employee. He was given an annual pass, and he started out this stretch unemployed. So he just started going, and that was like his one bit of happiness every day as he searched for jobs. Can I say that instant? Afford that if you're not employed. That's okay. You get a season pass. So yeah, he had a season pass, and and whoever covered it did the math. It broke down to three dollars and fifty cents per day 
So you got a lot out of that pass. With the annual pass, yeah. Wow, okay. Wow. But it sounds expensive still. Now Disney's going to have to come up with a loophole to pre- prevent that from happening. Actually, again. they have. Have well, they? Yeah, there's there are new rules in place where you have to like reserve even if you're an annual pass holder, you have to reserve a spot. It was all in the story. I can send you the link if you really care. I, wow. That's, well, that'd I just be uh, pricey on top of everything else. I just right. want to thank our listeners that uh, Ross, not a good actor. Jared acts like a producer every day. <laughs> Warren. Jarrett says he's not a good actor. He's been acting like a producer his entire career. I would argue that he hasn't been, but not well. Not well. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Wow. Awesome, Lauren. That's hilarious. Uh, so there you go. Goals for you in retirement, right, Dan my, yeah, There you go. Got it. All right. My last award is going to be the feud of the week, and it isn't going to Luke and Devin Booker. It's going to John Miller and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, man. Longtime oh, Giants radio broadcaster bringing the smoke for the D-backs. Apparently, they had a split squad game. John Saturday, Miller got yeah. John Miller got a little he got a little sore, Vinny. He got a little sore. Well, because the one half of the D-backs was at home against the Padres, the other half was at Scottsdale Stadium against the Giants, the game that he was broadcasting, and he just eviscerated the D-backs organization for... For not sending a PR person, person. for not giving them the starting lineups, for not telling them who the manager is, for not telling them who the starting pitcher is. He did not hold... He called them Bush League. But it's Mm -hmm. funny, it's funny that John Miller called them Bush League, and yet in that very game that John Miller was broadcasting, the Diamondbacks pummeled the Giants. (laughs) Pummeled them. That is true. So... Okay. He was careful what you wish for. He was sore. Uh, my last award is the Archie Bradley Soiled Britches Award. This one's for you, Jarrett. Uh, going oh to Kike Hernandez of the Boston Red Sox, who was asked on uh, Red Sox social media by teammate Justin Turner what his most embarrassing moment. And man, was he honest. Great 20 playoffs. I had a tooth infection, so I was taking some antibiotics for my infection. K. Hernandez is, uh, he's kind of a gem. Wow. I know he played for the my Dodgers pants. and now wow. the Red Sox, but man, he's he's a likable guy. Man, you look like you're about to poop your pants. These stories will not go away, Jarrett. People are too... <laughs> Nobody has any shame anymore. <laughs> you notice that? Is that coming from you, Jared? Coming up, Jared Carlin's song parody. Oh, wait. <laughs> that is hardware. We do it every Monday. It's brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Some final thoughts on this Monday straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Song of the day. Once in a while, Bick. Yeah. You say something just in the course of conversation that I take the opportunity to jot down on the show sheet here. Good. And talking about Devin Booker and Luka Doncic, Devin Booker's stance of I won't back down. 
Became today's song of the day. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and that's, uh, and I'm glad that you jotted down because Jared doesn't have a pen. <laughs> oh, you do have a pen. When'd you get that? I have a red pen. Okay. <laughs> 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 the other thing about not backing down, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I've got a lot more respect that I, um, for Luca for snapping and then corralling his emotions. I don't know if you saw Kyrie Irving, who after it all had kind of like dissipated, kind of walked down court to kind of bark at Devin Booker, but he kept a real safe distance. I thought, what's that all about? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If he was trying to stick up for his teammate, he didn't do a real good job at it. It was almost like, oh, I better make it look like I have my teammates back. Yeah. I don't know. It it struck me really weird, whatever Kyrie was trying to do. He might have had the thought, like, I'm going to go stand up for my guy. But then again, I'm going to be gone in like two months, so what do I care? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I had this thought, too, on that front. Um, we were talking about what be, would be a satisfying path for the uh, Suns in the postseason. Yeah. Would it be more satisfying for the Suns to knock the Mavericks out of the playoffs or have the Mavericks not make the playoffs? No, knock them out. Yeah? Yeah, oh, definitely. I think you're, I think you're right. Definitely. I could find yeah. satisfaction in both, though. Okay. Uh, Tom Petty from 1989. I won't back down. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. I want to wish a very, very special birthday to to something that is very, very near and dear to my heart. Okay. 111 years ago today, the Oreo cookie was introduced. Wow. 1912. Wow. Going back to what, what you brought invention. up. In, in what an invention. Good gravy, what Good a cookie. Good gravy, what a cookie. I could eat, I could probably eat an entire package of Oreo cookies in one sitting. Really? I never have. Yeah, but you could. I always have my cap. With milk? What? What oh. is your cap? It depends on how I'm feeling. I won't go over, oh, I won't I go over five in one sitting. Oh. What? Yeah. Oh, I've definitely done worse than that. Have you? Oh yeah. That's my limit. five. I'm still. Five. I'm, still like, I'm still trying to be good. It's funny. So it's 112. It took him about 100 years to change the cookie at all, and do those different stuffs and stuff. Like it was the the same for 100 years essentially. And I, I mean, had several of our listeners. I'm not looking for a handout here. I'm just looking for guidance. Several of our listeners over the last month have tweeted me pictures of them with a package of Oreos. With a, it's a special edition. It's like a, a triple stuffed or whatever it is, uh, you know, mega stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was Oreo cream, cookies and cream, cream inside the Oreo. So it was like a meta Oreo. <laughs> I can't find them anywhere. Can't find them anywhere. <sighs> I don't want, again, I'm not looking for charity. I just want to know where I can get my hands just on these. Just looking for coordinates. These coordinates, <laughs> right. Wonderful yeah. invention. Cookie coordinates. Because I don't do all the specialty flavors. Okay. It's, it's more about the tradition to me, but... 
Happy birthday, Oreo. Happy birthday, I girl. love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I was telling Bick a little bit about this off the air so I could share it on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday was, or Saturday was Dave Burns' birthday. Happy birthday, Burnsy. Burnsy! But uh, he invited me to become the final member of a trivia team that he has at this this annual fundraiser for a high school. Ringer alert! Yeah, they brought me Seriously. in as a ringer, and I showed, I, I agreed to go, and I was like, ah, it kind of sounds like fun. And he told everybody that I was coming, so everybody that I met there was like, oh, I heard you're a real ringer. And I'm like, the pressure that's on oh, me yeah. is no. immense right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Didn't matter. Uh, our team was great. Um, but it came down to our table and uh, the table right next to us, who there was a lot of intermingling friends on the two teams. And the tiebreaker was, imagine this, Jarrett, they had a tiebreaker in place before <laughs> the time. Sarah does the tiebreaker. break? Uh, you had to guess. So it was 10 rounds of 10 questions. This was a serious trivia contest, 100 questions. You had to guess how many correct answers you think your team would have during the course of the game. Oh, wow. We guessed 85. We were off by two. We got 87. But the team, the other team, pre- correctly predicted they would get 87 correct. Wow. And they beat us by a tiebreaker. Wow. But did I they did throw us- a couple questions to make sure they only got 87? I don't, we both, there was also a, um, during the course of the game, you had four mulligans. So if you didn't know it, you could just put the mulligan sticker on your sheet and you'd mm-hmm. get credit for it. And both teams still had a mulligan left, too. Wow. wow that's, that's power. Those are power yeah. teams. Those I, are power I, teams. I did get a second. I don't uh, need no lifeline. Second place ribbon. I'll cherish it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, turning. It was like a four-hour trivia event. Oh, it, it was serious heavenly stuff. for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was right in my element. Did you raise a lot of money? Um, they did. Yes, I I gave a little. Bought some raffle tickets. It was, well, it was I mean, fun. I didn't mean you personally. Oh, just yeah, the no, event. No. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you, Burnsy, for the invite. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Burnsy. Another perfect invention. Oreos and Dave Burns. <laughs> and trivia night. <laughs> <laughs> Won't argue there. We love you, Dave Burns. (laughs) Yeah, um, there's going to be a lot more coming up on today's show about the Mavericks-Suns game. I'm kind of sad that we only get one regular season offering between these two revamped teams. Three games before the trade deadline. We got this one. This was by far the best of the bunch. That was a lot of fun, that game yesterday. It was. Very, very entertaining. The intensity was exactly what you'd hope. Uh, it was a regular season game, and it actually meant something. Imagine that. It's amazing how they feel different after the All-Star break. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's going to do it for us today. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks to Rohan Nodkarni from uh, SI for joining us as well. Like I said, a lot more on the Combine and Suns, Mavericks, and NBA. Wolf and Luke coming up next. And, of course, Burns and Gambo to follow. From 2 to 6, we will be back tomorrow morning at 6. Have a great day, everybody.